Good morning. It is Monday, October 23rd, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. My friends, if you are joining us for the first time today, welcome. We are about to begin what I think will be an extremely rewarding trek through the Gospel of John. We just finished several weeks in the book of Esther, and now we're moving on to do some devotions in the Gospel of John. I hope you're as excited as I am. I've been all weekend just thinking about moving forward in this book and just thinking about all the stories that John brings to the table that we won't even get to for months and months and months. But here we are, starting in John 1-1 today. So let me read our passage for us. I'll pray. And then we'll dive right into it. This is John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Let's pray together. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you for this Monday. Thank you for this new day that we get to wake up and engage with your Scripture the way you've chosen to specially reveal yourself to mankind is through these words. Father, as we look and we begin this new book of the Bible, this gospel that tells the story of your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, let us come expectantly to this word, expecting to hear from our God, expecting to be changed, expecting the Holy Spirit, to work alongside these words to make us more and more into the image of Christ. Father, that is our prayer today as we begin this book and as we look at this first verse. We say these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, my friends, here we are at the beginning of the Gospel of John. And for context, I guess, it's probably a good idea that we understand what kind of book we're coming to. We're not just coming to a story. We're coming to a gospel. And all that that means is, well, it actually means a lot. All of the Old Testament points forward to this, and the rest of the New Testament looks back at this. These books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are the cornerstones of Scripture because all the rest of the Scripture either looks forward or looks back on these four books. And why is that? Well, Because they tell the story of the Son of God coming to earth. My friends, if you remember way, way back when we did the Gospel of Mark, I issued a challenge to us. And the challenge was this, that as we look at this book, we want John to tell us the story that John is setting out to tell. Now, what that means for us is two things. Number one, I want to challenge us to come to this book doing our very best to sort of forget everything else that we know about Jesus. And I know that's not always the best way to read the Bible, but I want to be very, very careful that we look at what John's specific arguments are throughout this book. This is probably going to be a challenge for most of us as listeners and as readers, but let's try to do it. Secondly, the other side of that coin is it's almost impossible to do that. We know already what's coming in this book, but let's let John tell the story. I'm looking forward to going through this book, and I know it's going to take a long time because John packs a lot into even one verse. So as we look at our verse today, in the beginning was the Word, 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, we need an entire episode to begin unpacking that. I hope if you've never heard this book before, at least those words in the beginning catch your ear. Because we've heard those words before in Scripture. Actually, at the very beginning of Scripture, in Genesis 1-1, when it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, John wants to tell us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We're going to find out more about what this Word is, but the Word in Greek here is the Logos. In fact, when I teach my students Greek, this is the first verse that we teach and memorize and recite as a class. N-R-K, ein halagos, kai halagos, ein proston theon, kai theos, ein halagos. My students have said that so many times, even just this school year already. But the word here is logos, the word. One of the things I always teach the students that's so interesting about the word or the word logos, is that we get the word logo from it. And when you see that little swoosh, you know exactly what that swoosh represents, right? It represents the company Nike. In the same way, this word, this logos, is the exact image of our God. In fact, John says, he is God. He's going to help us. As we go through the next couple verses, to further explain who this Logos is, who the Word is. But we know at least three things today about the Word. One, He was there in the beginning. Two, in the beginning He was there with God. And three, this Word, this Logos, He was God. Don't be fooled by the people who come and knock on your door and try to tell you that He was not God, but only a God. That is an elementary Greek grammar error that they are making. The Bible translators nailed this passage. The Word was God. And we will see throughout this entire book that that is what John is trying to get us to believe. My friends, as we go today, like we do whenever we start a new book of the Bible, and as I prayed for at the beginning, we come expectantly. This is a story that is above every other story. And even in this first verse, you get the impression that John understands what kind of book he is about to write. Because what a first sentence, isn't it? My friends, as we go today, let's begin preparing our hearts to devotionally read this book where John has revealed to us who Jesus Christ is. He pulls no punches even from this first verse. On Mondays, we always like to pray for global missions. Hey, let's pray for the Thai Malay of Thailand. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, would we tremble as we think about the God that we pray to was there at the beginning? How could we even comprehend what that means? Because to us, beginning is something we can stay up all night trying to think about. Father, you, as you have revealed yourself in creation and human nature, as you have revealed yourself in this gospel of John, would help us to see you. Help us to see the God who was there at the beginning. Help us to see the divine Logos, the Word, who, as we'll see in John, became flesh on our behalf. Lord, this is the prayer that we pray for your 
people throughout the globe, the missionaries who are laboring day after day to take this good news of the gospel to people who have never heard it before so that their hearts can be changed. Father, we especially pray today for the people group called the Thai Malay who live in southern Thailand. Very, very, very few Christians and no churches among them. This group of 1.4 million people who don't know you. Father, we pray that missionaries would rise up and take this good news to them. We pray that the Thai Malay will become a group of worshipers rather than blasphemers who will sit at your table and feast rather than be your enemies. So, Father, won't you call your people out from the Thai Malay in southern Thailand? Don't you desire them to be worshiping you for all eternity? So call them to yourself, Father. Use missionaries. Use whatever means necessary to bring them to yourself and see the glory of your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray these things with urgency. We plead with you, Father, in your Son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you on Wednesday.